What I think is the most dangerous thing about OnlyFans that comparison OnlyFans to porn, they actually create relationships with these women, almost like they're cheating if, if they have a girlfriend in real life and they think they have a chance. Yes, the main idea now for OnlyFans is like you dating this girl. You kind of, you have an online girlfriend. There are guys who like, there are so many delusional guys. <laughs> it's, it's more than girls, trust mm -hmm. me. You know, even the street clubs and OnlyFans, they're so delulu. They go and they start talking to her. But a lot of times it's not the girl talking to it. Most most of the time it's some manager talking to these guys. Mm. Most of the time. I've so done... wait, wait, let's stop right here. Uh -huh. So you have a guy, let's say his name is Chad. Mm -hmm. Chad goes on OnlyFans and he thinks he's talking to this hot girl and he's actually talking to her manager. Her manager who, who could be a girl, who could be a guy, who could be a grandma, who fucking cares? Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Coco, and I wanted to thank you for joining me in this episode today where I interviewed my guest, Vera Smirnova. I'm going to start this intro off by saying when you hear the word stripper or strip club, OnlyFans, I'm sure there's some kind of emotion inside of you, some kind of reaction. You know, some people find it fun, some people find it sexy, some people find it flirty, and some people just completely judge everything regarding to this industry and the girls who are a part of the industry and I wanted to bring somebody on the show who can be open enough and share their experience their mindset what actually goes behind closed doors and why did she eventually stop if you've been following me on Instagram and TikTok you know that I answer a lot of dating questions and I often get asked stuff like if my boyfriend is watching porn, is that cheating? If he is paying for OnlyFans, some of the topics we covered in the episode is what is the difference between go-go dancing, stripping, and how do you even get into OnlyFans? Why did she become a stripper? How much drugs and alcohol is involved? What kind of men actually go to strip clubs? And how is it dating while you are a stripper? Like, do you date your customers? Do you or clients or whatever you call them I don't know how do you keep your sanity and eventually we talked about her sobriety and getting out of stripping and OnlyFans this episode might be controversial for some but I always try to bring interesting guests and have conversations that you might want to hear but sometimes you're just afraid to ask the questions before we get into it I would love if you can leave a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying the show your support means the world okay let's dive right in look Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vera, welcome to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. Hello, so good to see you. So good to see you. Thank you for uh, joining us and thank you for allowing us in your beautiful home. Thank you for inviting. Okay, you have a very interesting life story. Where should we start? <laughs> what moment from your childhood do I need to know about to know about this person that you are today? You know what's <laughs> funny? I actually have one. Okay, tell me, tell me. <laughs> My dad, he used to love watching scary movies when I was a little. Do you know this movie from dusk to dawn? Yeah, Tarantino Rodriguez, like someone like this. There is a very famous scene with Salma Hayek. She's dancing on the table with a snake around her, you know, like an underwear. I guess that was... <laughs> the scene that made you do a lot of weird things <laughs> that was the scene we need to pull up that scene i, I will definitely look that oh up oh my god it's the best in the movie story right mm -hmm. so and i remember when i was 11 i told my friend you know what i want to be a stripper mm -hmm. 
So here we go. <laughs> Serious. So at 11, you said you want to be a stripper. Yeah. Why? I, I said, I just thought it's like the most beautiful thing in the world. Tell me more about that. What so, did you find beautiful about it? The performance. I love body. Like in general, I like a little bit obsessed with body. For me, performing was always part of my life. Since I was seven years old, my mom brought me to dance school and I was there for years. Then I was 19. Somehow I found a casting audition. I went to a nightclub and I started and became a go-go dancer. It was another crazy story, right? Like eight years probably working as a go-go dancer. I always wanted to try stripping, but in Russia I would never do it because my mom, you know, like I didn't want to put my family in kind of this situation. But as soon as I moved to States, my friend, so a girl who I uh, randomly met, you know, she took me to a bar in Jersey. It was a go-go bar, so it's not technically stripping. Girls always in bikinis. And I started working there. It was the best, the happiest moment in my life. I swear to God. How old were you back then? 27, 28. So basically our job was performing on the stage, not taking any clothes, just bikinis, very sexy, very hot, going around, picking up the tips, lap dances. That's mostly it, you know? The first night I made $300. For me, Russian girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. $300 <laughs> is a whole month, yeah. okay? Yeah. And guys buying me drinks, champagne, throwing money. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, this is the dream life. Like, what can be better, you know? And I was so obsessed about this work. Next week I started making like $800 a night, $1,000 a night. I was like, wow, you know that? That's like that's something crazy, you know? So I was... I was so happy for I learned very well how to like make everything work you know I was like super persistent I would never leave a guy without him giving me money like I was annoying <laughs> like annoying you know for two years I was doing great job making money every month I was making like 10 fifteen thousand dollars you know happy and you were just like just moved to the US and you yeah. kind of were like you thought you were I, I thought like it. I'm good, you know, but my main goal uh, was working in fashion. I moved to New York with this mind, this idea that I want to work in fashion, saving money for studying in Parsons. Like I already know, know like I want to go there. I want to do a, um, what's it called? Master in fashion business. So that was my main idea. Two years, great. I made the money I needed for the school. And in two years, honestly, like I got tired. For the reason that all the guys, the same guys, every day, every night, the same problems. I knew how, like, what's his wife's name, what's his dog name, what's his daughter's name, where they started, what they, like, I'm, I was tired of it, like, bored. Tell me the difference first between go-go dancing and stripping. Okay, so uh, Jersey has this uh, specific law. Uh, you cannot be nude if they serve drinks. That's why a lot of bars in Jersey, it's a go-go bars, gentlemen go-go bars. So girls work in there, always in like some type of bikini. And you're not allowed to take, like be being topless. Even like police come check, they, they're going to close it down, you know. It's very strict rule. But at the same time, in Jersey, there are clubs completely nude, but you cannot buy alcohol there. It's like very like, you know. It's America, either or. Yes, America has kind of weird laws like my parents didn't know i didn't tell them what exactly i'm doing they know i'm dancing but what kind of dancing where i'm going do they know today uh to be honest my mom she's still like kind of don't know exactly what i was doing you know i think she guessed she knows a lot of things about me now like i don't think she knows like i was a stripper you know yeah what do you think she would say if she did know well, she knew I was a go-go dancer. So in Russia, for example, right, I was dancing in like small lingerie for yeah. eight years. I told her I'm doing it. She wasn't happy about it, but she also couldn't tell me anything, you know, because I was this type of kid that like, I'll be scared. I'll be screaming, fighting, but I'll do it anyway. So she couldn't do anything about it. She just accepted it because there is no other way. You said you started go-go dancing and then after a while you decided to switch that to stripping or how did the story go? Um, so I got tired of this exact like particular place. I, I was just, I grew, grown out of it kind of. 
So I decided, okay, that's the time now. I want to go and uh, I decided to take TOEFL. I, I did the test. I think I missed like six scores. Instead of taking another test, I was started doing uh, Instagram. I'm like, you know what? I'm still young. The school can wait. So let me try the Instagram. <laughs> it was the time when Instagram became very like a lot of girls started doing like, you know, lingerie photos, like this explicit. And I always love, you know, as I told you, body like and everything with it. I'm like, I never even thought about it, like showing so much body on Instagram. I was like, fine, like, why not? You know, obviously I love attention and kind of like my life story is all about attention yeah. at some point, you know, when you start modeling, you get in so much trouble because a lot of photographers are absolute bullshit, fake. It's like a dude, a pervert dude, take a camera and then like, oh girl, like I'll make you a star or something. You know, like a lot of guys, photographers, they sleep with models. They don't give them photos back. They treat them like shit. They touch them during the photo shoots, you know, like they're all of it. I'm, I'm sure you heard about it. I mean, I've, I've been in the industry also, and I see when a photographer is sleazy and when he is in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I've seen a lot of sleaze balls. Yeah. I worked with a bunch of them. So. I mean, honestly, I, I end up in such crazy situations sometimes. But, you know, I'm thankful for that. I learned how to take photos. I learned by myself how like be a photographer as well, you know, how to do content and like how to look good on the photos, all of this. I met a lot of great people, like same, bad and good, you know, like as always in life, because I start posting a lot of these kind of explicit photos, lingerie photos on my Instagram. A lot of these photographers like keep saying like, you should start doing OnlyFans, you should start doing OnlyFans, you'll make so much money. I didn't even think about it, like why not? Because I didn't want to work back in the, in the go-go bar. So I started doing OnlyFans first, month i started doing it i made like a thousand dollars how much thousand one thousand dollars i i had pretty big instagram like hundred fifty thousand followers most of them obviously like some horny man you know so what i would expect i'm like oh, just thousand dollars like why why so little but that's the truth you know a lot of people don't actually say like a lot of people talk about really big girls who make a hundred K months, 200 K month, you know, but nobody actually tell them how much, how many people behind these girls. There's a whole marketing team, you know, like there is no one girl who makes so much money and she all does it by herself. Yeah. You know, I want to talk more about your stripping mm -hmm. days. Um, how was that for you? Like you came, you decided you want to start stripping. Like, tell me about the interview process or like, what did they even ask you? So the stripping, let's say like the strip bars, right? It's pretty easy. All it depends what type of girls the bar looking for. Okay. You know, the every club in every city has different type of girls. Some of them, they take everyone. You know, some of them, they take like the one I work in New York, Sapphire, for example, right? So they like classy girls. What does it mean classy? No crazy haircuts. Uh, black girls cannot have curly hair. They only can have certain wigs girls cannot wear like a red orange juice shoes they only can wear like black nude white or clear shoes they have to wear certain days dresses and i think like one or two days a week they have to wear like lingerie the process is it takes five minutes so you go on the stage you dance you take your top off that's it and they decide if they take it or not there was time when you could make 500 singles from stages, you know, for all night. Now, I would say, I don't know, you like if you make $100 on the stage, you know. So that's actually the problem with strip clubs now. I think you, you make more from lap dances and rooms. So lap dance, what is it, lap dance, right? It's basically you dance on, on lap mm -hmm. of a guy, you know. He's not allowed to touch you, by mm -hmm. the way. Yeah, because you have a securities in good clubs. Securities will like tell him out. like, don't do that. You can complain always about the guy if he's trying to do some shit to you. Uh, the only problem you kind of cannot solve. You have to take money first, but no one girl does it. What do you mean you have to take money first? 
So like, let's say he wants to dance, right? Uh So you have to take the money first and then do the dance, but no one does it. Everybody do the dance and then take the money. And that's a problem happen. There are maybe one, two guys a night who will say like, oh, I never asked you to do dance. You know, like they fucked up, drunk, they don't have money. And you lose your time because you have to go to ATM or just like fighting with a guy, you know, like. I want to talk about your mindset back then mm-hmm. because today you're totally doing different things. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, they're going to be like, wasn't there other ways to make money? So how did you decide that's going to be the route you're going to take mm-hmm. while studying or while saving up for college or whatever it was? I talked to my therapist about this, right? And I'm like, why was all this so attracted to these bad things like drugs, alcohol, you know, like dancing, like... I went to New York with idea, like, I have to find out all the things behind the, the walls, you know, like... Forbidden things, kind of. Yes, exactly. And it's because when I was a kid, my parents didn't really respect my boundaries. They didn't even think how they influence a kid. It was interesting. My dad would not let me watch people kissing on the TV, but he would let me watch, like, people killing each other. You know, so like, I think that's like my mindset was kind of turned upside down, you know, like bad thing is a good thing and good thing is kind of ill, weak. And I loved party. Oh my God. I loved party so much, like insane. Like I would work seven days a week in a nightclub, five times I would go to university. How did I do that? How am I alive? A lot of drugs, (laughs) a lot of drugs. But thank God I'm alive. You shared about your addiction journey and mm-hmm. you know getting over it how how much do you think that influenced your career and like the go-go dancing and the stripping like how much drugs and alcohol is involved <laughs> it's insane um so when i was 21 i tried ecstasy first time i always hang out with some bad people i met just some random guy who was a drug dealer and I started hanging out with him every damn day. So it didn't take long for me to try drugs. Not gonna lie, for months the whole like winter season, I was taking ecstasy every day. So like my serotonin didn't exist, mm-hmm. but I was still taking it and taking it. You know, I think it's really hard for people who work in that industry being able to stay sober or just in, in general, like control this type of thing because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, in Russia, it's not even that um, available, but he is in America because I was sober for five years, right from 22 till 27. When I got here, started again, you know, mm-hmm. like because drugs are everywhere. Like being a beautiful girl, you go to any rest- restaurant, not a club. Mm. You, you cannot even like go to your table. Someone will, hey, you want some blow? Mm-hmm. That's just insane. I think it's also the, the energy and the, the energy that you exude. Because nowadays, I don't think if you walk in a restaurant looking like this, people would offer you drugs. True, true. I'm, I'm pretty sure you, yeah. Probably, because I even look different. Like, I gave a different energy vibe and everything, 100%. Yeah. Honestly, it's a lot of time I hang out with a certain group of people, and it was bad. But also working in these clubs, no, honestly, it affects everyone there. Because I know girls who, like, drug guys to get the money from them, you know? Like, they Mm -hmm. stay in the rooms for five, six, seven hours, ten hours, and... It's just like, thank God nobody died. I've heard crazy stories about like guys going to a strip club and having girls rob them or having girls like how much of that is actually real and how much is it made up? What I seen personally and what let's say what I've heard, right? The most money you make from the room when guys doing drugs. Some of these guys, they don't even go to strip club. They go behind and go straight to the room and they get girls. What are these rooms that you are so, explaining? So, you know, there are mm-hmm. certain guys, they already know the managers, they already know girls. They're so regular. They're basically. regular, but they're also very rich, like uh-huh. very rich. So they don't want to show their face there. Mm-hmm. So they go there and they just get certain girls, you know. So they kind of just go straight to the room and they say, okay, I want these five girls to come to the room yes. to hang out with me. Yes, and managers and all that, they bring the girls. Also, managers bring certain girls who will do like certain things 
right? Yeah. Because managers get 20, they want 20%, sometimes they get 10% from the girls. So they usually bring the girls who give them 20% from the money they make, and obviously girls who will make the most money, mm -hmm. you know? And they don't give a shit how girls make the most money. They, they don't see things, mm -hmm. you know? They pretend they don't see. But you, these girls also know, their manager know the guys, so they will help them to like, you know, it's like all together. Yeah. How would you describe that industry? Like how, how bad it actually is or how much women just go there to make their money and they go back home? Or how much did that affected your mental health today? It depends the way you make the money. Depends how much drugs you have to take. Depends how much uh, alcohol. You think everybody you... does drugs and alcohol? There are some people who don't, but uh, most of them they do if they want to make really big money. Because there are some girls who make $50 a night. Mm -hmm. There is always a girl like this who is young, not in the mood, or who is just so done with this shit, but she still needs to make, to make money. That was me the last couple you know, months. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm just leaving. I fuck that. I cannot do this shit, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's good. I think maybe places like Vegas, Oh, like Miami 11, right? There you can actually make money on the stage. But also you have how long you can work at night, fucking up your body, you know, staying up all the time. I don't think it's a good industry for anyone. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? Yes. If it's like you need a big amount of money, very short time. Like mm -hmm. be smart about it because I know some girls, they just get sucked in this industry so much and they spend all the money. And they end up like, okay, I've been working here five, six years and I have nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, what was the point? You mentioned people who get sucked into the industry. Yeah. Why do people get sucked in? Because of the money, because of the lifestyle? Because you're fresh, you're new, you start making a lot of money, right? You're happy, people buy you stuff. These guys, they're begging you to go on a date, you know? They're like, wow. The guys from the strip club. Yeah, none of them are Good guy. Not one guy who goes to strip club is a oh, good guy. Oh, we're gonna guy. get into that. Can't yeah. Wait. <laughs> so, but like, you have so much attention. You have money. You have this like some guys who would buy you Cartier and all this bullshit. You know, take you on trips. Like all the. Okay, my friend he took me to Vegas on his private jet. He was mm -hmm. gambling with million dollars every night. I'm like, excuse me, where is this girl from a small small town in Russia, right? Mm -hmm. Who parents didn't have uh, money for food. Imagine. So I met really good friends. I still have some friends from this industry, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I think amazing people. Obviously, everybody's a little bit fucked up in their head, but, you know, they all grow together. One or two girls who still hates me to these days, they create the fake accounts on Instagram. <laughs> they text me shit. They text me oh, some, God. like, comments. If they know some guy I'm hanging out with, they'll find his phone number and text them messages like this. But, you know, what are you going to do? Happens. Do you regret working in the go-go bar, a strip bar? No. No. If I didn't do it, how would I know? I love all my love experience, you know? What is the best and the worst lesson you kind of took from that whole thing? I don't know how to say no. That's the most important. Never let any guy, no matter how much money he has, do whatever he, the fuck he wants with you. Mm -hmm. that's, that's just like... The whole life experience for me, mm -hmm. you know, and always like be true to yourself and all, also never do anything you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that men who come there are not good men. Mm -mm. Tell me about the type of men that come into a strip club. Maybe it's somebody's birthday, so they want to do that, or but I never, I don't really know. The type of people that come there on a regular basis club you mentioned 11 it's kind of like a nightclub slash strip mm -hmm. club but it's not the same as like those mm -hmm. very intense you know? okay so i want to take my words actually back saying it's like none of them are good guys but i would say don't trust any of that's like i want to rephrase it a mm -hmm. little bit you know because i know some good people mm -hmm. they just not let's say I think mentally like there's a difference between a guy who goes to a strip club when it's like a bachelor party or a guy who sees this as his main thing. Mm -hmm. 
I heard some stories and girls like would work in a strip club. These guys from the bachelor party, they come, they meet this girl and they're married now, they have kids. Mm-hmm. This happens, you know? So this is the good guy. He just met a girl, he liked her. He didn't care what she was doing before him and they're happy, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's like pretty like magic fantasy story which happens. Mm-hmm. But that's the story that's fucked up other girls who hoping to find a guy in a strip club and they mm-hmm. work in there. Oh, no, don't rely on this. <laughs> Tell me more about the type of men that you kind of saw going there often. So you know what fucked me up in my head the most? Then I see the guys going there for bachelors and the only guy from this group who would go to a room with a girl, it's the bachelor. It's the fiance who is married. Yeah. That happens so many times. So, it's so fucked up. Do you ever think about, oh, poor girl? Uh, no, I would ask him, so why the fuck are you doing this? And, and um, like, oh, I'm having fun. My, my friends, I probably like went to a room with a guy who was bachelor maybe like twice or three times, but they all go, I mean like 70%, let's say. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the girl who would do much crazy shit in the room. I always would try to like mm-hmm. pretend that I'm doing like something stupid. So like, I, you mm-hmm. know, I don't involve myself in like bad things. Honestly, I have to play with the game, mm-hmm. like, because I need to make my money, you know. Mm-hmm. So usually I was like a therapist in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would ask a bunch of questions, you know, like if a guy's super fucked up, I just try to make him even more fucked up and fall mm-hmm. asleep, like ordering more drinks and more mm-hmm. drinks, you know. It happened to me like a guy would like fall asleep in the room, which is like the best. You're like the happiest. <laughs> the best. Yeah. I would text my friend. I'm like, hey, he's sleeping. Let's talk about something. <laughs> Also, what I saw a lot with guys coming like, oh, I have a girlfriend. I'll not do anything here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll come back in three drinks. Yeah. Three drinks. Bunch of naked girls dancing on a guy. Would I, like, personally me, would I get jealous if a guy go there with a group and like, okay, he got like some lap dance? Probably I would not go crazy about it. Tell me about um, your dating life back then. Were you dating the guys that were coming to the club? I first started dating a guy, beautiful, oh my god, <laughs> tall, handsome, you know. We had the best dates. Like, he would send me a list of things we can do this day. And I'm like, mm, excuse me? Like, I was like, let's do this, this, this. I'm like, I was so happy, you know, like, it's like the best dates ever. Honestly, I explored... And you met him in the strip club? Yes, yeah. I explored the whole whole new york with him literally i've been to every club bar restaurant like he would give he was giving me amazing experience if you think this guy he graduated from harvard you know like super smart working in a good like good position in the company you know everything is just perfect Mm -hmm. but he was telling me he has a like very long term girlfriend and he doesn't love her he doesn't want to like completely separate because of his parents and I like for a while I was like, you know, it's okay, fine. Because like I had like honestly the best experience in my life with this guy. Like But he knew that he has a girlfriend. The whole he time. was mentioning it, but he was like making it look it's like it's it's not it's like he's not, not a real love. girlfriend. He, no, he she's a real girlfriend, but he is with her because of his parents. Uh-huh. Did you believe that or you thought I it? did believe that. Uh but also I was naive. Mm-hmm. You know, like this industry taught me a hard way i probably like more pre- uh, cautious now than i should honestly i dated like probably three guys from that industry uh, from the clubs i met there but all of them were taken mm-hmm. later on about this guy this girlfriend wasn't girlfriend it was a wife okay and they have a baby now mm-hmm. and it's all because of his parents mm-hmm. so all was what i'm trying to say 90 percent of the guys who go strip clubs they're taking mm-hmm. they're like seriously taking why do you think guys go to strip clubs oh if i knew guys that well <laughs> i mean i know them but i would i don't want to judge that bad but most of the time they're not happy with their wife they don't fulfill their like sexual fantasies they're not open with their girlfriend uh, wives and like a lot of time I hear stories like, oh, like she fucked up, so she's getting what she deserves. Like what? They would tell me like she cheated on me once or like something 
there are so many stories. Mm-hmm. Also, guys, they just think it's normal. Mm-hmm. You know, like these old-fashioned dudes, like really older guys, 50, 60, 70, they, they have a bunch of money and because they have money, they think they can do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about, I personally could never do this. Like, what kind of mindset do you have when you, like, go there and you talk to these guys? You don't want to talk to them. You don't, like, how do you separate you as a human being with, Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is my job. And, like, I have to laugh with him. I have to do all these things. Mm -hmm. But also, like, keep your sanity at the same time. Uh, So that's the reason I... I had to like get out of this industry because I couldn't separate myself. I was living in this mindset. I was a, for longest time, I was a man hater, you know, because, because of that. Because you saw a lot. Because I saw a lot, because I know how they, you know, a lot of guys come there to like degrade you. Mm-hmm. I, I heard such a weird things. Like, like what? one guy told me like, your lashes are fucked up. Your lashes? <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? But like, Oh, some guys would say things like, you should get your boobs done. <laughs> like, yeah. Bunch of like stupid things, you know. In general, just like, listen, like a guy sitting right next to me and like he telling me, oh my God, like you're the most beautiful girl in the world. Like I would do anything for you. I'll give you the world, right? Mm-hmm. Five minutes left, he's sitting with the next girl. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Yeah. And I've seen it a million of times, you know, how you can trust men after that. Just mm-hmm. seriously, like how? So when you were, let's say, dating guys who were not a part of the strip club and like maybe you met somebody out, did you tell them right away, this is what I do? Well, that's interesting <laughs> because... Um... I have a question. You said you don't regret any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say if you have a daughter and she tells you I want to be a stripper, what would you say? First, I'll try to love my daughter so much so she doesn't have to get attention from other people, you know? I think that's how it starts because not just my daughter like I make sure like your father loves her as well you know or at least like I can compensate it mm-hmm. that's probably like the most important do you think that your relationship with your parents kind of pushed you into that world oh 100 percent the the whole uh oh my god I'm gonna cry <laughs> uh so um well you know what if we think about it like the whole strip club situation you know like it's probably like me wanting the male attention because my dad he never like shows like his love in like in the way a kid wanted he never said me like i love you he never he never paid attention to my life enough it was like of course there was some good moments like we would go to like some road trips together with him. That was like my favorite part. But in general, my dad was kind of, um, how you say it? Emotionally of an unavailable person. He would treat my mom with silence. He wouldn't treat me bad. He never like push me, touch me, or like abuse me in any particular, like in any way. But also I wouldn't get from him what I wanted, mm-hmm. you know? The the most important rule in my in like with my dad was don't stay between me and TV. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of I think describe what person he was. I don't think he was bad. It's just like the way he grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't get anything from his parents either. The love, like he doesn't even know what's the example of a dad should be, because mm-hmm. he that died when he was eleven. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously my parents they would not try to work on themselves like trying to go to therapy or something like that and that doesn't exist in that generation absolutely much you mentioned abuse Mm -hmm. how much abuse happens in strip clubs or like in these situations where you know women are naked and guys are throwing money at them and how much women actually you know you said you learn how to say no but Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's a lot of girls who don't know how to say no oh yeah 100%. 100%. You know, the thing is, uh, in our society, especially here in America, money is the main, main thing. Every song is about getting bitches and money, right? <laughs> the whole work culture here, you have to work like nonstop. You know, these guys from Wall Street who, this is the most common guest in a strip club, by the way, the Wall Street guys. 
they're they there every night, you know? <laughs> so like just working, working, working. And so this put also the same mindset in girls, you know, they think like money worth everything, especially if a girl came from like some third world country, right? So let's say for her, like $300 could be like insane. Take helping her family for the whole month. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so the abuse, right? Every guy, for some reason, thinks that going to strip club is getting sex. No, that's the main rule. I mean, pretty sure it happens. And I'm sure it happens there. But the main rule of strip club, you can watch, but you cannot touch. And everybody's touching. Everybody. Honestly, uh, I don't know how many times I slap guys in the, in the strip clubs. Only, even on the street. Because everything goes to my body. I'm like, go fuck yourself, you know? So it happens a lot. Especially a lot of like these old perverts who are trying to like save the money but touch the most. Oh my god, it's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, abuse behind the doors. I don't think that much happened because in general, if it's something crazy like crazy, you can always complain to manager. But at the same time, a lot of managers would close their eyes to certain things because they just want money. Because they're maybe in touch with the guy who's doing that. Yeah, yeah, because some guys come and like say like, I want a girl who does this, this, this. I remember one guy, he was like very aggressive to one of the girls I know. But she also like very aggressive. She threw a chair at him. <laughs> that is aggressive. <laughs> yeah, so these things definitely happen in street clubs. Oh, I saw a guy was shot in one of the go-go bar. Like with a gun? Yeah, that happened probably once or twice. I've seen it. Like slapping the ass, it's just nobody even like pay attention to that. But I would say it's it's an abuse, right? But people mm-hmm. just, oh, like it's normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Then also I would say that a lot of times girls can be abusive to girls. Like the girls who work there? Yeah. And you know, for a reason they're fighting. Someone who made more money mm-hmm. or someone think that she's dating the guy who is a regular who comes to script club and he takes a dance with another girl. That's what happened too. Mm, so like she took my man yeah yeah yeah. And it's not even your man it's probably he has a wife at home <laughs> exactly let's talk about only fans mm-hmm. first month as i say i made like a thousand dollars and for me it was like it's not a, it's nothing you know because i thought like i'm gonna make a millions right away mm-hmm. and a lot of girls think they will make millions right that rarely happened i've never been on the app i don't know how it works at all so for somebody who Maybe just heard about OnlyFans. What is OnlyFans exactly? Uh, so basically the whole app was created like for people who want to sell their content. Mm-hmm. So the main idea was not the porno on the website, right? It was doing fitness, doing like cooking, whatever fuck you mm-hmm. want to do, but you want to make some extra money. The porno people, they realize, oh my God, that's, that's like... I don't have to be for free on Pornhub. I can make money there. Mm-hmm. And also the girls who like cannot post things on Instagram, let's say like they're like boobs open, you know, they like, oh, like I can sell it on my, you know, OnlyFans. That, I think that's what the most idea was and how people got involved in it. And now like all these celebrities on the app. So how it works, there are two different ways you can do your page. You can, it can be free. Mm-hmm. So subscribing to the page can be free or subscribing you can put any money you want right mm-hmm. so when you do it for free you have the feed but you can lock some messages some videos or photos to unlock them cost certain amount of money then the, your page is paid the whole feed is open you cannot lock messages there so people see everything you post there so usually girls who have paid page they post still kind of like Instagram on their feed, but a little bit more like the poses can be like a little bit more, you know, like vulgar or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the main what happen on both pages, free or paid page, it's on the messages. Mm-hmm. And that's how pe- some girls make crazy money for real. For messages. For messages. Because they send locked messages. Mm-hmm. And the locked messages, you can... Now it's maximum fifty dollars. It used to be endless amount. Wait, it, now it's maximum fifty. Yes, you know why? Because the Bella Thorne, she um, she kind of fucked up the whole industry <sighs> because she was sending bikini photos for two hundred dollars, and people started like 
requesting money back, money back, mm -hmm. money back, because they will like basically scam. They limit $50 for paid message. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, girls would charge so much for like small things. But the more people are on this app, not even app, it's a website, the more people, the less money they can charge for one video mm -hmm. or one photo, like the carousel of the photos. Also, very important thing uh, on the messages, it's uh, how you talk to these guys. Because I know some people who can get so much money from talking. There are girls who like dominatrix, they, you know, degrade these guys. They're telling me like, oh, like your parents would be fucking proud of you. You're such a fucking bitch. Like, you know, like this type mm -hmm. of things. Or like some girls who pretend they're like single moms and like, I need to feed my baby, give me some money, you know. There are the whole group of people pretending being one family and they do like perverted videos. Oh like I know a lot of girls who make a lot of money with the youngest girls on the app. Some girls, they're waiting for 18. As soon as they turn 18, like that's it, only fans. Wow. Yeah, I know this girl who I think she's 22 or 23 now, but she started a long time ago. I know she's making like 100, 200k a month and she starts super young. And that idea for guys that she's so young and she's so like open, like sexual, it drives men crazy. What I think is the most dangerous thing about OnlyFans that comparison OnlyFans to porn, they actually create relationships with these women, almost like they're cheating if, if they have a girlfriend in real life and they think they have a chance. Yes, the main idea now for OnlyFans, it's like you're dating this girl. Mm -hmm. You kind of, you have an online girlfriend. There are guys who like, there are so many delusional guys. <laughs> it's, it's more than girls, trust mm -hmm. me. You know, even the street clubs and OnlyFans, they're so delulu. They go and they start talking to her. But a lot of times, it's not the girl talking to it. Most, most of the time, it's some manager talking to these guys. Mm. Most of the time. I've so done... wait, wait, let's stop right here. Uh -huh. So you have a guy. Let's say his name is Chad. Mm -hmm. Chad goes on OnlyFans and he thinks he's talking to this hot girl. And he's actually talking to her manager. A manager takes who, a who could be a, a girl, who could be a guy, who could be a grandma, who fucking cares? Just someone who is willing to talk to these guys. Because also for, for girls, talking to these guys, it's very mentally hard. Why? Because these guys have no filter. They think because they are, most of them, they can be anonymous there. They can? Yeah. They, mm -hmm. they can be anonymous there unless they put their name. And they say some so much shit to you, like what I've had is like, you're fucking disgusting. Like your dad must be proud of you. <sighs> you're a cheap slut, whatever, yeah. you know, like all this bullshit. Oh. So how does that make you feel? I don't even know what's the right word. It's like, you know that that might happen. So mm -hmm. how do you mentally even like? Why I stopped doing OnlyFans, it's, the anxiety I was getting from that, the fact that I have to talk to guys. Like, I hate it. I don't want to talk to anyone sometimes, most mm -hmm. of the time, you know? So for me, the fact that I have to be on my phone every day from 7 p.m. till midnight, answering these stupid fucked up messages, pretending that I fucking like him, it was the worst part of it. The worst. Honestly, I don't know if I still recovered from that. And also like the amount of content I was like filming there. Also these guys, they want more. They want more, more, more. Market now is so saturated. They can get anything they want now mm -hmm. because there is always a girl who will do it. Yeah. You know, so like I started doing like explicit photos, like lingerie. And then I started doing like um, completely naked and like taking like close-ups, you know. And then I like started with masturbation video. And I hated it i stopped masturbating for one year because i just felt like it's disgusting how is your body image now uh, comparing to then well this had body dysmorphia i had times when my friends my ex-friends would tell me oh you should get your boobs done you'll make more money thank god i didn't listen to them because for me it's like doing something for man it's just fuck that mm -hmm. <laughs> I know the girls getting more and more surgeries. That's for that reason, because they cannot sell as much on Instagram as a girl with huge boobs. Mm -hmm. Or they, for example, 
think that big leaps will get you more money. And I think that is very crazy because at 60 or 70 years, you end up with some cartoon body mm-hmm. because you were trying so hard to get the, this like dollars from these guys. If you are dating someone, you see that they have an OnlyFans, how would you feel? Uh, I probably wouldn't like it. Why? Because as you said, you know, like watching porno, like Pornhub, it doesn't have face. Going on OnlyFans, it's like being private. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, a lot of guys go on OnlyFans and they request personal masturbation, personal like videos. Mm-hmm. They want you to say their name. Mm. You know, at, for me, it's like you're thinking like, so my boyfriend want to have a masturbation video with this porn star saying his name and he paying $200 for that. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. How do you even think that you satisfy him if he needs stuff like that? I mean, this whole industry for me is such a, it's a huge question mark because at one side, it's like, okay, if you are some kind of sex worker, you should have, we're not judging here. So like, if this is what Mm -hmm. you want to do with your life, it's your right. And you should maybe have a safe space to do that. But then at the same time, it's like, where do you cross the line of like, you know, protecting even women mm-hmm. with their mental health and all these crazy things that happen, mm-hmm. you know, on these websites. I mean, you said it yourself, you went through a lot of like... I had huge anxiety. I had no social life. I was doing it nonstop. Also, of course, a lot of judgment from people. But the main was for me, it's the idea of serving guys like doesn't, doesn't align with me. So when you stop with all of that, I mean, that was a huge part of your life and stripping and go-go and... OnlyFans and like I'm sure you went through some kind of life transformation mm-hmm. or like tell me about that time. First I stopped OnlyFans and it was such a like like I could breathe finally. I could go out with my friends. I could do this and also the freedom from like I don't have to fucking film three videos a day. Like so much content is insane. Just you don't like, don't own yourself, you know. Uh, I went back to stripping and I was doing crazy money, easy a lot of money, but also every night i was doing blow i was drinking heavily and i was doing great but every day i wake up to go to work i need to do another line i'm like Mm -hmm. that's not okay you know and also i was very involved in some crazy situationship my mind was just i don't know like i thought i'm gonna die honestly at some certain points i overdosed not like overdosed like i had to go to hospital but i was like shaking on my bed like this the whole night you know i'm like that's not okay then i started dating a guy i thought like he would help me to like kind of find like something new i also didn't know what i want to do i i understand like that's not my life and i'm just pretending that i like this money is not the point but also like it was not good of me thinking like someone can help me save me you know that's you know, it's bullshit. It never works. Um, we always think we need a man. To yes, yes, exactly. We broke up. And the first thing I did, I decided to get sober. So I did kind of like a ceremony with mm-hmm. psychedelics, which mm-hmm. helped me to get completely sober. Like one day, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm done. The more my mind got was getting clearer, I started realizing what exactly I want to do. Start therapy. I've been in therapy for more than a year. Like, you know, it helped me to unlock like a lot of things what lead me to these industries you know and then i tried real estate because again everybody was telling me like oh you should do real estate you'll be so good at it you're so good at networking i'm like "Mm." i mean i feel like whenever you're listening to other people who are telling you what you should do you're never gonna be happy exactly my life is complete Mm -hmm. (laughs) example of it i met one girl she introduced me to her business coach I took up a couple sessions from her and from first session, she's like, you should work in fashion. I'm like, excuse me? Did you ever think about working in fashion? I mean, I know you went wanted to do mm-hmm. Parsons, but like, did you ever think that that's the path you're going to take after all of that? Since I was nine years old, I mm-hmm. wanted to be a designer. In Russia, I couldn't find a good fashion school. It mm-hmm. just doesn't exist in Russia, you know, maybe now. So I decided to go for architecture. So I started, mm-hmm. I graduated as an architect, but for me, it was like too much engineering, maths, and all these like these things. I'm good. I'm very creative. But also, you know what thing that stopped me from going for fashion 
one time I realized that people in fashion can be so brutal. You mean more brutal than in the yeah. OnlyFans industry? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because like working for some, I'm I'm not good at working for someone. Like I cannot have a boss. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not my thing, you know. And working for some famous designer who make you do ten coffee cups a day and call you some stupid, I I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So that's probably like I still had to step back. I never thought like I can be a fashion entrepreneur. I can work for myself. Mm-hmm. I can do my own things. Uh, but you see how long it takes me to understand that I can do things on my own. Yeah. So this business coach helped you realize that you want to be back in fashion. Yeah. Uh, she could just like someone who can look at you outside of the situation, you know. Mm-hmm. And who can look at you at the person you are today and not judge you based mm-hmm. on what you've been through or where you come from. And they just see like your passion. And when you talk mm-hmm. about certain things, like you see that smile, you see that yeah. drive and passion. Tell me about when you decided to become sober. Why did you decide that? Was that after this overdose moment? For sure. The overdose moment. Also then just hangovers. Mm-hmm. Curled my hangovers. It's just not a joke. I'm completely sober from drugs. I was completely sober from alcohol for a year. Then I started like, uh, I would have like a Prosecco, glass of Prosecco, but that's like the maximum I have to next day I'm hungover. That happens to me today. Like if I have three drinks, I'm like, oh God. I'm out. <laughs> I can't. I, mm-hmm. I just can't. I can't deal with yeah. hangovers anymore. I'm 35, you know, so I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I started drinking when I was 13. So imagine how much alcohol. <laughs> wow. Okay, I have one final question mm-hmm. that I ask all of my podcast guests. What advice would you give to your younger self? My younger self? Good question. Being, I would say, always tell people if you don't like something. That would save me so much time in life. You mean just saying no? when Saying you know. no and saying, that's not okay, don't do that to me. This is bullshit. Like, just keep saying like your opinion straight. If people cross your boundaries, like right away. Love it. (laughs) Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can find your fashion tips, all your new fashion content that you're putting out now. Uh, And you also have a fashion book. We didn't even get into that. Oh, yeah. Online guide. It's like a base for like how to shop online. Because I know a lot of people struggle with finding sizes, fabrics. It's, It's just literally a base. Like I feel like a lot of people need. Because nowadays, who wants to fucking go to offline store? I sit home eating and like scrolling, scrolling. and like everything. You know, it's it's just a modern world. What are you gonna yeah. do? Okay, so where you can find me? It's on my Instagram. I am Vera Smirnova. Same TikTok, and I hope I'll start YouTube one day. <laughs> I'm gonna put everything in the show notes mm-hmm. so people can find you. I just wanted to say thank you again for sharing thank your you for story. Thank you for inviting and. I almost started crying a few times. I, oh, I, I feel I feel you. the transformation. So I'm very happy for you. And I'm happy that you're finally doing what you always wanted to do. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>